Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. What a week it's been, Pazalana. And uh, I wanted to pick up on something that happened on Tuesday with the funeral of one of the entrepreneurs in our country, uh, Dr. Richard Maponya. What a man he was. What great achievements. That's right. I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. You know, Vazalana, it's, it's only up until you become a visionary or an entrepreneur of some kind or a pioneer that you, you kind of get to appreciate other people because you know it's not easy. And what a befitting funeral they gave him. And we had our president who gave the eulogy. So many other uh, well-achieved women and men who were there. Uh, Felicia Mabuza Sattel was there. Wendy Luhabe was there. And then we had uh, those who spoke as the friends of the late uh, Dr. Mutsuenyane uh, from the business fraternity. But then we also had uh, Dr. Mango Sutubutelezi who also spoke. And he's the only one who gave out his uh, speech. And I thought he said some very interesting things that I'd love to read. And the reason I'm doing this is because of the title or the theme for this month on vision. I believe the late Dr. Maponya was a visionary. Yeah. Don't you think so, Vazalan? I think he was a visionary. I think he was... I think we are blessed in this nation, Vazalana, to have so many men and women who do so well. And just to read a few things from uh, Dr. Mango Sutuptas. Now, I was telling them in the first service that, unfortunately, some of you, you really have a big challenge. You know, sometimes because people are in certain political parties, even if they say something good, we choose not to recognize it, Madam Speaker. <laughs> unfortunately, Naki Muruti. Me, I listen to everybody and I love everybody. I don't necessarily endorse certain things that people do. Don't misunderstand me. I don't endorse things that people do. But I will not stop recognizing something that people are either saying that's good or that they're doing that's good. Because for me, whether you are ANC, you are DA, you are Rinkata, you are EFF or any party, ne? You are still my daughter and my son and my elder in the Lord, and I'm, a, I'm your pastor. So if Lunala Luana, whether Uchivzi or Pirates or Sundowns, so if, 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 if Chiefs does something good, I will recognize it. If Sundowns does something good, because I, I'm a preacher, I recognize what's good. So in the first service, they wouldn't clap because uh, Prince Mango Sutukwa Inka. So I hope you will do better than them. Look at your neighbor saying, Amen. Already. Sometimes we can't look beyond politics. But politics is what we do. It's, it's, not, it's not all that life is about. And we have to be matured sometimes beyond party politics, eh? Yeah. All right. Can I read? This is what he said. To say that he was successful in is to downplay his achievements. It is one thing to take advantage of opportunities, 
But it's quite another to create opportunities where there are none. You missed a good place to clap. Yeah. I continue to quote, Dr. Maponya was born into a world in which many doors were closed and many faces unfriendly. He did not have anything handed to him. Yet, despite apartheid, despite hardships, despite the lack of support, resources, or opportunity, he pulled himself up and became a pioneer of black entrepreneurship. Isn't that amazing? Wow. And the last part, his life is now a reminder that poverty can be overcome and race is not a defining factor. Yeah. Yeah. His passing is a reminder that our time is finite. If we have a dream, we must chase it now. It cannot wait for tomorrow. Dreams are there to be pursued. End of quote. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And this is why I always dedicate the month of January to talking about vision. Because I tell you, Basalan, all over the world, people who have gone far in life are women and men who had a vision. If you don't have a vision, you not a problem. Serious problems. But if you have a vision, no matter how difficult your background is, vision will lift you up. Tell your neighbor, vision will lift you up. And that's why God gives vision. God doesn't give us things. He gives us vision. God is the one who imparts vision in the hearts of people. And if God's going to use anybody, he gives them a vision. He spoke to Abraham and gave him a vision. Spoke to Moses, gave him a vision. Spoke to Paul. Paul says, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. So last week, I got now faith. So I'm going to try and give faith today because we're talking about steps on how to make your vision come true. So one thing to have a vision it's another thing to make the vision come true. Number one, we said, define your vision. Vision is seeing what you were born to do. In Psalms 139 verse 3, in the New English translation, it reads, you carefully observe me, and when I travel or when I lie down to rest, you are aware of everything that I do. Define what your vision is, okay? Know why you are here. You're not here by mistake, okay? You are here for a reason. And so, how do we define vision then? A, I've learned to speak like that, I give well alone now because you're educated people. A, decide to embrace what God wants for your life. In other words, I know that's not good English, Mark. Want for yourself what God wants for you. All right, so you have to establish what is it that God wants for me? What is God's vision for my life? Because if you don't pursue God's vision for your life, like I was explaining last week, you're going to run into a lot of problems. You'll never go anywhere in life. And anybody, we do it. 
Ora batwa ko Pretoria If it's not God's will for your life, you're going to have lots of problems. Now, it doesn't mean if it's God's will, you won't have problems. But those problems will not be permanent. And with problems, and then you see it later, even with problems, you'll still go further. But know what God's will of your life. Want for yourself what God wants for you. And listen to me, whatever God wants for you, don't settle for less than what God wants for you. Paul says in the book of Philippians, I want to apprehend what Christ apprehended for me. In other words, whatever it is that God says is mine, whatever level God said I will reach, whatever goal God said I'll reach, whatever level of achievement God wants me to get to, I want to apprehend that and take hold of that. If God says I'm here, I don't want to end up here and celebrate mediocrity. Unfortunately, we are in a world that celebrates mediocrity. You know? So when you compare yourself, compare yourself with God's goal for you. Because there'll always be somebody in this world that you are doing better than them. So if your only standard of measurement of success is in how you compare to others, you've missed it already. There'll always be somebody less than you, doing less than you, who's not attaining what you're attaining. Your comparison should be what God has in store for you. When God brought you into this world because you were not an accident, you were not born by luck, you are here by God's design. Your circumstances may not have been the best. You may not like how you were born. Your parents may not have liked how you were born. You may have been found under a bridge abandoned by your parents. But even that, God knew you before you came into the world. I like the way they say it. You know, they say, you know, when babies are born, they're born into this world, folding their hands like this, because everybody is carrying something. God asks Moses, what do you have in your hand? And I want to ask you, what do you have in your hand? You're not an accident. Look how pretty you are. Look how handsome you are. Look how gifted you are. Look how healthy you are. Look how strong you are. You can't tell me that you are just here for Mahala. You are carrying something. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I am carrying something. Oh yeah. So want what God wants for you. Notice that God has already begun a good work in you. By you coming into the world, God has started you. In Philippians 1.6, Paul says, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. The contemporary common English Bible reads, I'm sure of this, complete English Bible. It says, I'm sure of this. The one who started a good work in you will stay with you to complete the job by the day of Jesus Christ. God's going to stay with you. Through thick and thin, God's going to stay with you. Our God doesn't give up halfway through. God doesn't leave unfinished products. God doesn't dig a foundation and stop there. Oh, shaba, yaba, 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 yaba. When he starts the process, he finishes it. No matter how long it takes. 
God started you by getting you saved, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. Look at you. Look at, look at your neighbor and say, look how pretty you are. Look at her. Say, look at, no, don't say pretty to the men. The men are handsome, all right? Just look at her and say, look how handsome you are, how pretty you are. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Tell him again. <laughs> okay. He doesn't hear what I'm saying. But anyhow, yeah. So Zanana, here, here you are. With all the trials and the problems and the challenges of the world and the opposition you've had and Satan coming against you and everything, you're still here. And there's something that's brewing in your heart. God has started a vision in your heart. He's making you see a picture of a preferable future. My goodness, through the invisible eye, you can see because vision is not what you are. Vision is what you can be. And it's God. And whatever God has started stirring in your heart, He'll bring it to completion. He'll stay with you. So want for you what God wants for you. Pursue it with everything in you. Can I hear an amen? amen? B, set goals that glorify God. Jesus said, I can do nothing of my own initiative. John 5.30, I can do nothing of my own initiative. Just as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I don't seek my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. Set goals that glorify God. Carson Pugh says, vision is not about you and me. It's about God. God is the originator of vision. You know, how, how, last year I got to understand something about our lives. To say, you know, the, the, great, the, the higher level of living is not to live for you. Now, you live for you, but you also live to influence others. For me, I just feel, if that's why we're training pastors. If, if we can't have other pastors who can run a church this size, if not more, I will have failed in my mission. I'm telling you, that's what I'm praying for. I'm praying for these sons and daughters of ours to run ministries larger than this one to go further than us. How will I fail? Bazalana, listen, listen, listen. When you, when you die, you take all your gifts and your anointings to the grave with you. Huh? Huh? You take, you take your gifts. Don't be like Elisha. Elisha had so much anointing but if you read the story of Elisha, Elisha never, never mentored anybody. He was a funny prophet, Elisha. When, when the young people were teasing him because he's bald head, he cursed them. He was a funny guy. He didn't even understand children. How about Allah? He was a funny guy. He, he was, you read about Elisha. He was an anointed man, Marahi. He wasn't, he wasn't very visionary in terms of raising sons and daughters. And so even when he died, he didn't have a successor. He took all that anointing to the grave to a point that one day, you know, when a man who was dead on the battlefield, and they were trying to bury him because the enemy was pursuing, 
They threw him into the grave of Elisha Kabasaiti. And he had so much anointing that the dead guy rose from the dead. Basalana, can you imagine? You take so much anointing to the grave with you. When they threw somebody into the grave, the guy is in the Bible. Read it. He rose from the dead. He had a stronger anointing in the grave than some people who are alive today. And his bones, not even him, his bones had so much of a residue of the anointing. But he never shared it with anybody. The highest level of living, Bazalana, is not just for you to succeed and you to be Usman Mani. No. Is that you should show somebody those keys as well. Or that you should uplift the community or uplift your family or uplift your school, uplift your church. Success doesn't mean anything if you are the only one who is enjoying it. Doesn't mean anything. Because you understand their pain, you understand their background, you understand their struggles, you used to be there. I know what it is to have a church in a school. I know what it is. I know what it is to run a church when there's not enough income. I know what it is. That's why I travel around the length and breadth of this country and around the world and go to small churches and preach there. And I'm glad to see some of our sons and daughters succeeding. Even in the church, some of our young pastors doing well and running great churches. My goodness, my life wouldn't be worth anything. So I'm glad when we see you succeeding. What's the fun of me knowing all this and never sharing it with somebody? What's the fun of it? There's no fun. You know, I love chances. I have no greater joy than this than to know that my children walk in the truth. Any genuine parent, any genuine pastor, any genuine anyone, your greatest joy. In fact, as a parent, you want your children to do better than you, man. Huh? And your pride in means in saying, Wamana Ole, that's my child. <laughs> yeah. Vision is not just about you. So please, God, fit into God's will. Let God order your steps. Psalms 37, 23, 24, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. See, if your steps are ordered by the Lord, if you fall, God will raise you up. Hallelujah. Decide to have a vision and set goals that please God. We talked about it. Please God in set spiritual goals. Have goals about your devotional life, your prayer life. How is your spirituality going to improve this year? Hmm? Do you have any goals? Have you set any goals? Set goals are around health, fitness goals. I was telling them in the first service, you know, I'm very concerned because... There's many people who their sickness and their disease is just out of them being undisciplined physically. It's not about the devil attacking them. Many people don't eat right, they don't rest well, and they don't exercise. They don't, care, they don't take care of themselves physically and emotionally. There are many people who don't do that. You know, I mean, it's been many years myself, and I was telling my bishop, you know, it's been very hard for us to take a proper break because anytime Renka break, there's something going on, Mokere King. 
So we don't know when to take a break. Even in December, we must be in church. Then January comes, then keep prayer week. And some of you, Baba Tlandrele, cancel. Look at your neighbor and say, Mara, Bishop, So this year, for a long time, you know, we tried to take a break around whenever, but January, I said, now, prayer week, believe it or not, prayer week, I was on leave. I'm preparing and preaching up a storm. So this week I was on leave. You know, for, for a long time, I, it's been many years where I slept until I woke up on my own. It's been many years where, you know, always because you must go somewhere. It's been many years. And, and I was telling my, my bishop, it's the first time in many years I'm feeling so much better. But I noticed something. Because of... But because of adequate rest, my health is improving. You see? My health is improving. There are some self-inflicted sicknesses. And one of them is our, our inability to take adequate rest. We suffer from a sleep, sleep deficit disorder. Sleep deprivation disorder. You, 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 you don't sleep enough, you don't rest enough, so the fatigue piles up. That's why we're not about Because even when their body is tired, they are just on adrenaline. We are just moving. Yeah. But also there's people who are not taking care of themselves in, in, in maintaining emo, emotional health. You know, health is not just about the physical part. There are many people who don't know how to Depressurize emotionally. And if this can be any worth it, and ladies, please, don't say anything. I'm talking to the men now. Just listen. Don't say anything. Right. I've learned after many years as a man, and I wish someone could have told me, that, and I'm not saying that women are not like that. Please don't misunderstand me, but we are more prone as men to what I'm about to talk about. We need to find a way to depressurize emotionally. We need a release valve, an emotional release valve, because we as men, you know, the issue of our testosterone, it makes us to have temper. Hey! Hey! And unfortunately, generalizing, I'm just generalizing, unfortunately, we are more predisposed to being non communicative. We don't talk, we don't express how we feel, we bottle up. We just keep quiet. When we are upset, we go into our cave and hide there. And we don't want anybody disturbing us. Please don't ask us what's wrong. <laughs> don't. But you know, that, that makes us to be real, have real problems. And therefore, personally, men, I would suggest to you, strongly, find a way to, to have an, a, a, an emotional release by having a hobby or a sport. Or sometimes, ladies, when the guys buy a baloploma, that's a good thing. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Come on. Yeah. Bishop Wallace Hamaka 2020. Yeah. But, but, they are not supposed to bloma at the expense of the family. Yeah. And it can't be every day. 
But once in a while, ladies, if you want your, your man to love you more, your husband to love you more, give him, a, give him time to go be with the guys. And leave him alone. And don't phone him and asking him. Just leave him. He'll come back a better guy. Now, now, now guys, we must meet with the right people. We must come back home at the time when we said we are coming back home. Ah. So, balance it Yeah, yeah. So, I ended up, and I'm thankful, I'm thankful that we had this discussion with Bishop Dark Hewitt Mills, and he told me what Dr. Cho said. Dr. Cho talks a lot about this. You know, Dr. Cho, how old is Dr. Cho now? He's almost 90 years old now. 80 what? He's 80, 87, 80, he's still... You know, Dr. Cho, he started, play, he, I'm not saying you should play golf. He started playing golf many years ago. He found some emotional release. He said to us, if you do this, it will add five more years to your life. Why? Because you go on the course or wherever you want to go, whatever your hobby is. Okay, whatever. And just for that time, you take your mind away from work, from all the things you just engage in it. You release all the emotional pressure. When you come home, you, you are a nice guy. Ladies, if you let him go, he'll come back and be nice to you. I promise you. Trust me. Trust me. He, oh. No. Once a week, let the brother go. Just leave him. Now, this is what I, I tell people. See, when I go play golf, this is what I do, Bazalan. You know, we experience a lot of negativity. So here's my way of playing golf. When I put the golf, down, golf ball down, I think about all the people who are nasty to me. <laughs> that includes some of the church members. So, so when I'm looking at it, I'm thinking about them. And then I swing the golf club. And I hit with all my might. Ah, after that, I... Ladies, find a way, you know, and, and ladies, please, don't, don't crucify me for what I'm about to say. But in many workshops I've been at, because these are subjects of study for me. I'm not just preaching to you. I attend workshops, talk to people around the world. I discuss with people around. Women also have certain things they like doing. There are many. One of them is shopping. No, don't go into denial now. Not all women, but some of them. And guys, one of the best gifts you can give to your wife. Mamela, Mamela, Mamela. How? No. <laughs> Is to go shopping with her. No, 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 no. Let, let me solve it for you. No, no. Let me solve it for you. We had that problem, Le Mama. Well, you know, you, you know, you know, you know, you ladies, you know how to shop. This is, is our agreement with her. I don't always go with her, okay? I don't always, no, 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 no. But if we are traveling somewhere, we'll go. But here's our agreement. And sometimes when we are arriving, and here, here's my agreement. Look, wife, I cannot go from shelf to shelf looking at things with you. <laughs> Come on, guys, let's be matured about that. I don't have the patience. Okay, so... I'll go shopping as long as you allow me to find a corner in the shop. I'll sit there, choose whatever you want. When you are done, several hours later, you can bring all of it to me. Then we can decide what we finally decided. And that's a great day. 
Now, listen ladies. No, no. I'm talking about when we go together. She can go on her own to go and shop. I don't mind. Mara, if she wants me to go shopping with her, we agree. All right? And, and of course, the whole area for two hours, is, it never... Let's put it this way. We are just going. We will come back when it's done. So if you're a wise husband, you don't put time to it. You just go. She'll be happy. See, our problem, Bazana, is that we, we, we don't know the things that minister to us emotionally. So what happens? We are stressed people. We're always on edge. We can't even appreciate that. Some of you, you can't even laugh. You know, it's almost like your face is going to crack. I've been looking at you. You're so loaded with things that even the funny side of life, you can't see anymore. And that's why I'm not high blood. That's why I'm not full Sometimes it's not so much. Now, there's, you can be hypertensive because of certain conditions or whatever, but at times, it's all because of lifestyle. Or people don't eat right. So I have those goals this year. That this year, I may not be 100% healthy, but I want to be as healthy as possible. Why? Because, Bazalana, this is the only body you have. I listen to you, Bazalana, this is the only body I have. Once Hufedile got this body, that's the end of my vision. Do you realize that once something happens to that body, even that vision in your heart is not going to go anywhere? It's not going to go anywhere. So you better take care of yourselves. And I see young guys in, in our country who are so unhealthy. You go and see these young guys, can't even run. See, young guy like this, 20-something. Hey! And I'm thinking, this boy at 20-something, when he's 40, what's going to happen to him? When he's 50, we have to wheel him around in a wheelbarrow. What is the story with this guy? Why is he, why is he doing this? No, but I'm going to take care of yourself. I know you don't like my sermon. I know you don't like my sermon. When you see things happen in your life. Okay, if you're ahead, give the Lord a big hand in this place. Amen. Yeah, you are here. Set educational goals. You know, go just back to school. Finish your degree. Get an MBA. Read books. Study. Be informed. Set family goals. Dates with your wife. With your husband. Dates with your kids. You know. Standing date nights. Make a point if you have parents. You go to them. Plan for them. Minister to them. Mother's Day is coming. Plan already for her. I tell you, women, women are the pillar of the nation. I'm telling you. Yeah. Show love to your mom. Do something. Save money. Even if you are not working, save money. Buy her something. It, sometimes it's not so much about the size of the gift for her. It's about, it's about just the heart towards her. Goodness. Set career goals, you know, towards a promotion or learning something new at work, polishing up yourself to be a better employee. Hmm? What about social goals? Have friends, you know. Be relational. But get good friends who believe like you do. Who Christ is the center of their lives. They may not necessarily agree with you on everything. But in terms of your faith, get people who will walk with you in this faith walk. Find people who will encourage you to stay married. 
to love your wife and love your husband. Don't befriend these bitter people. You know, I was at an event the other time. I was so offended by the program director. Just happened to be a lady. I'm a daughter. They're just useless. By a poser. They never come home. And I was sitting there. I almost said to her, you never met my dad. I almost shouted back because there are some women who are so bitter. Mobin Dotayako is mistreating you. You think all the men are, are, are horrible. You haven't met some of us. Basalana, stay away, guys, from those men who cheat on their wives. Hang around with men who love their wives, who are committed to their marriage bond. Bailoro, on days when things, you, when you feel like walking away from him, befriend good people who will encourage you to go to church and pray and read the Bible. Some of you, you connect with people who are so negative about the church. You call them your bosom friends. They always say something negative. If you hang around a negative environment, you'll become like those people finally. You know, one day, Bazalana, and I'll be honest with you, and I don't know if I can say this openly. No, I'm not sure if you can handle it. No, I don't think you can handle it. There was a, there's a certain politician in our country that the media really went out after them. Now, unfortunately, they haven't covered themselves in glory in terms of the things they've done. They haven't. I think this person really is missing it. However, at a point, he became the joke of our country. And, and, I, and you know, because you read these things in the media, you start, you start saying those things too. One day I was saying that, and the Spirit of God said, why are you saying that? Yeah. I stopped. And God said, why are you saying that? I said, I don't know. And God said, do you realize that in your thinking, when you think about this man, you are negative all the time? Yeah, I'm telling you. And I realized how, unfortunately, sometimes, sometimes in the media, not always, but sometimes in the media, they can know how to present someone in a certain way. Oh, yeah. They know how to do it. And we just swallow everything. And God said, you are even being dishonorable because this person is your leader. Now, God didn't say I must condone what they do. God didn't say I must not interrogate the things they do. I've got to ask tough questions. But I've got to honor them. Yeah. Yeah. Hang around people who dishonor pastors. Who dis- hang around people who dishonor parents. Choose your friends right this year. Choose your friends right. Yeah, yeah. Some of you are hanging around friends who are drinking. So you're the only one who's annoying. And uh, they're pressurizing you. Yeah. I read an article just on News 24, actually, just last night. You know, in case that end, these, these, these young women were hiking. They got a lift from a guy, some people in a VW. These people gave them alcohol in the process. So they drank the alcohol and then got off because they just felt, no, they felt it a bit uncomfortable. They said, no, we'll get off and we're going to walk 
So one of the girls there phoned her boyfriend to come pick them up. But now they were getting more tipsy. I mean, they were getting far more. I mean, whatever it is they had put in that alcohol was working really fast. So as they were walking, because the, 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 the boyfriend said, look, I can't pick you up from where you are. You've got to go to such and such a place because it's easier to pick you up because of the traffic. You know? So they were walking there, but they were walking over a bridge. And one of these girls decided she's going to get onto the onto the, what you call the, the trail, the, the rail of the bridge. I get us only tips. I get only tips because I don't know it's on Tootsie Snacks. No, let's say, So she starts walking on this rail and then she fell 50 meters down into a gorge. Died. Yeah. 20 year old girl. Yeah. So you hang around with people who drink? They're your friends? They influence you to also try the Christmas. I one fell. During the week, I phoned one of my friends that we were at Skano together, Figilin Tanzi. I was able to find her through Sipo Shabalala. And actually, we are planning to have a big get-together there. The, we are five. It's, it's, it's him... And then we, we okay, okay, Mazu, Hakimun. Okay, and we're going to visit my friends, but I was just saying, Kofigile, we, we had a long chat yesterday. And I was saying, 1979, I want to thank you. Because it was Figile, it was Donald Dama, it was Sipo uh, Shabalala, it was Kenneth Makop, and it was Zueli Jonas. Yeah. So these five people in my life, I can guarantee you, Vazelana, as sure as I know, if they didn't influence me right, I wouldn't be standing here today. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Actually, when I was talking to them on the phone, they were weeping on the other side. Because Nana Lisipa Shavalala, at the very house, she pray in that house. Yeah. And, and I was saying to them, that was, a, that was a life-changing year for me in 1979. They prayed for me to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Kenneth taught me to pray. It was in that year I got the call of God into the ministry. See, Paul Shabalala used to preach at school. I used to hear him in 1978-1979. Donald Dama used to preach at school 1978-1979. So all these people... God used them. Zueli, who unfortunately, Ulimensi, he was injured. He's no longer okay here. Yeah. My friends, not okay here. Our reason for going, we want to go pray for him. We want to believe God for him. Yeah. Yeah. There are friends like that. There are friends like that. But some of you, you are choosing the wrong people. Yeah. What's your vision this year? Who are you going to be hanging out with? What influence? Now, it's unavoidable where we work. Some people are friends because we work labor now. I'm not saying be exclusive. But I'm also saying, I know those friends, but they are these friends, real good friends. How are they influencing your life? What about your serving goals? How are you going to serve your church this year? Some of you, you are here, you love the church, but you don't serve. 
For the 36 years I've led the church, it will be 37 years this year, I've never met anybody who has ever served in the church that God didn't look towards them in a kind way. They gave of their time and their talents and their gifts. How are you serving your church? Well, sometimes you might not serve in the ministry of health, but you may be in a strategic position wherein you can help us as a church. I'm not talking about favors, but you can connect us with people who matter. You're there as a link. You can give us information. You can refer us. You can advise us. How are you serving your church? Look at the devil say, the way to learn you are not serving at all. <laughs> see, see a bigger picture of your life. See a picture. In other words, don't be small-minded. Even if every dream starts small, have big dreams. Alvin Toffler says, you've got to think about big things whilst you're doing small things so that all the small things go in the direction of big things. So to accomplish big goals, you have to be big in your thinking and big in your faith. Ephesians 3.20 says, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly. Watch, above all that we ask, or think God can only do in line with what we ask or what we think. If you ask small, he'll give you what you're asking, which is small. You ask big, he'll give you big. You think small, he'll give you what you're thinking. You think big or have a big vision. And desire that that vision will have great impact. Wilfred Peterson says, big thinking precedes great achievements. So you've got to have a big vision and a burning desire that wakes you up in the morning. One author says, if you are bored with life, if you don't get up every morning with a burning desire to do things, you don't have enough goals. See, it's goals that keep us going on. In fact, going back to Dr. Maponya, in spite of the fact that he was already in his 90s, he continued working. And I've since found out, as I've studied people around the world, that there are many, many people who are visionaries, entrepreneurs, pioneers, who do not retire. Now, I know what you are hearing. You are hearing what I'm not saying. I said they don't retire. I didn't say they don't adjust. Of course, at 90, you can't run as fast as a 20-year-old. At a certain age, there are certain things that you can't do because you don't have the strength, you don't have the energy, but you can still be active. I've decided a long time ago, I'm not going to retire. Now, I didn't say I, I, didn't say I will not change my role. I will. There are things that I can't do when I'm a certain age. I mean, even physically now, imagine me taking care of a six-month-old baby. How about you? I am Mara, I can be a grandfather. You see, so it's a different thing. I've, I've looked at it that oftentimes, it's just a broad generalization. When people go on pension, as they say, once they shall pants, they get sick. 
and in a short while they die. Yeah, I've said it happened with many people. Why? Because, and it doesn't mean they were not sick before. But it means if you have a vision, even if you are sick, the vision stands at bay. And still loud to hands or hearted. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about. Are you too young to know what I'm talking about? But you see, Vasalana, don't slow down. Have big vision. Vision gives us the ability to wake up in the morning. Have a burning vision that on days when you want to cheat, you want to sleep longer. You can't because of vision. On days like Pula you wake up because of that vision. Yeah, you have to get to a day when you wake up. How yeah, your body says, Where are you going? Your mind says you are crazy, and your heart says, I'm full of vision. You have to pull yourself there. There have been times when I've pulled myself to places and I went there and I discovered on days when I pulled myself to the place, that was the best day of my life. Because there's no day at the beginning of the day that tells you it's going to be a good day. You have to start living the day for you to find out what day it's going to be like. Can I hear an amen in the house? It's on days when I didn't feel like preaching. Didn't feel like coming here. When I woke up in the morning, and I didn't feel like praying. I didn't feel like looking at my notes. I didn't feel like coming here. I was hoping they didn't come. And when I came to church, you were here. I was hoping you didn't come to church that day. By my goodness, it is in those days where I've discovered feelings are a big liar. Oh, we don't walk by feelings, we walk by faith and we walk by vision. It's on those days when you don't feel like following vision, where you have to get up and say, body, I'm going to pull you there. I'm going to drag you there. Whether I do male or how do male, I am a visionary. Can I hear an amen in the house? Yeah. People who don't have vision allow themselves to be sentimental. Weather stops them. How they feel stops them. Headache stops them. Toothache stops them. Hmm? They don't have vision. But when you have vision, toothache, headache and all, you wake up, you go there. You don't even tell people who are cool. In fact, sometimes you don't even know who Just to show you how fickle your body is. How the devil can use feelings to stop you from moving on. Some of you, you haven't learned on those days when you are not feeling well. That's the day when God has the greatest story for you. Have vision. And let vision pull you. Number two, make a plan of action. How do we make a plan of action? A, plan. Start planning. Planning is the starting point of any dream or any goal. Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead only to plenty. But everyone who is hasty, comes only to poverty. See, there are people who don't plan to get there. They have no plan. 
We have people in our country who, who cheat and lie. Why the doctor say come back door? We are going to discover you after five years and derobe you. But there are people who are hasty to get to certain level and plan. B, clarify your expectations. In other words, set clear goals. William Blake says, remember, vague goals produce vague results. Proverbs 11.23 says, the desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. So make sure your goals are clear. (laughs) See, life is filled with unlimited possibilities. And you need to make sure you set clear goals. See, move into implementation. See, implementation will force you to turn goals into actionable steps. Nothing happens until you take action. James chapter 2 verse 17 in the Amplified Bible says, So also is faith. If it does not have works, deeds, and actions of obedience to back it up, by itself is destitute of power, it's inoperative and dead. Let me read that again. So also is faith. See, there are many people say, I'm believing God, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. But yeah, just believing is not enough. Like I was saying last week, people want to treat us like we wave a magic wand. Rabba rapella, rabba rapella. Umu rapella, ubatlam sebeti. Next thing, I lost butla. After more, the abalo market. You prayed for them, yeah, Mara. They're not going to send out CVs. They're not going to go on the internet. They're not going to go. They're not going to do anything. They just think their job will will it it Hmm? They just think a job it it I remember my mother, and I thank my late mother for this. You know, somehow, sometimes it takes us longer sometimes as guys. Not all guys, but sometimes it takes us longer as guys to take responsibility as we should. Sometimes it does. I don't know why. Who? 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 I don't know why, but I'm, I'm being honest. Because it, I, I've, I've noticed that happens with most of, not all of us, most of us men. It takes longer to take responsibility. You know, sometimes you know, it doesn't make sense. But also in taking responsibility, it takes long. And, and it was so strange because, you know, sometimes, you know, and we love our kids, but sometimes we can, we can love them too much. You know, and, and I, I thank God for my dad. But according to, insofar as my dad was concerned, I don't think my dad wanted me to work before I went into ministry. Because I went to Bible school in 1980. He paid for my tuition. And then 1981, I went to Bible school, but it was evening class. So I would stay at home the whole day and go to school at night. My dad was okay with that, not my mom. But instead, instead of her explaining, you know you ladies sometimes, you don't explain, you just zing-zong the person. You know I mean? You know? Hey, Chris, you know, mama, she would be angry with it. She would shout at me. And I didn't get it. One day she said, are you going to stay here the whole day or what? And I get to her, well. And you ladies, you get surprised when we get surprised. <laughs> you don't understand how we think. You know, sometimes I just think I must run a special seminar to educate the ladies about how we think as men. I don't think, I don't think you understand us. You are ahead of us in certain things. Certain things that are remarkable. Genuinely so, we didn't see. 
No, I didn't say that I must get a job. I didn't say, you didn't okay to me. My father was providing for me. Why must I get a job? I mean, that's me. Hey, my mother, she shouted. the whole day. The transport wasn't as good as it is. I went to Rosebank Kilo Market. And then I remember then I went over to run back along Jansmas Avenue looking for I went looking for a job, but I looked for a job. Three months give a miracle. I'm telling you, I don't laugh at me, man. I don't know. <laughs> and I remember there was one of the pick and pay, I don't know, Lady Pizang, along Jansmas Avenue as you go to Astranbeck. I forget what that area is called. Uh, there's a pick and pay along the road. I think they've changed it. And I got a job there. Actually, there was a colleague of ours, a white colleague who used to sit next to me. I spoke to them. I said, look, I'm really looking for a job. And I was naked marketer, serious. This is before internet and all that and all that. We didn't have email and all that. So they said, no, we'll speak to the manager there. So I went there, come say thing, and then, and then they were going to give me a job, Barcelona, Yahoo Price, I didn't shell phone. Yeah, there's a guy who has metric. Because those days, metric was something. It's not like today. <laughs> and, then, and then the guy said, they only have a vacancy for me to price the things. I must bring my certificate. And I'm interviewed by a young white boy younger than me. He has if the women been a corner. Viva comrade. <laughs> I, ju- I just thought, you know what? I understand I can do any job, Mara. This is an insult. I never went back to that shop. Me, bring my certificate for pricing. Sugar. I think we are Telela. Sugar. But you know, Barcelona, it was in that same year, few months from then, I got a job at Rayma. Now, here's the thing. When I was lying at home praying the whole day, nothing happened. Are you there, Barcelona? Yeah. And, and it took my mother to move me into action. Even if, and, and sometimes God uses people even if they don't come in the nicest way. Are you understand what I'm saying? To date, I still thank my mother for that. Because I realized in hindsight, I said, if my mother, I, would, I didn't realize there was something wrong. Then when I got a job, I realized I must finance my studies. Then I started financing my studies, bought them furniture. You know, we guys, we don't buy anything. I mean, yeah. We, we. You know, and, and here's your home, go hire. They are suffering. You don't renovate the house. You don't buy furniture. My dad called me and said, Musa, boarding and lodging. You are staying here at home. And what I gave wasn't a lot, Barcelona. It, it's not about a lot. It's about the principle. Are you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah? It's about the, and I thank God. I mean, I was, how old was I? 1980. How old was I? I was, I was uh, 19 years old. That's when I learned. So I learned, okay. So once again, said and then I would take it to my parents to bless it. Yeah. I can envelope those days. I can envelope it. So I said, give it to them, they'll bless it. I take out my tithe, boarding and lodging, pay for my tuition, buy things, and I thank God for that. Are you there, Bazalan? Yeah. But what happens? 
until I took a step, the job never came. I feel like I'm talking to some people here today. Yeah. Faith without corresponding action is dead. Move into implementation. If you don't move into implementation, your vision will never be a reality. One author says, if you don't make dust, you eat dust. Work on your goals. Colossians 3.23, whatever you do, do it heartily. Be an action person. And when you do something, throw yourself at it with everything. Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. So break your implementation then into small steps that can be done daily, weekly, and monthly. So the question is, you know, today when you woke up, the first thing, at least for some of you, you've scored one there. Goals about your spirituality, I'll go to church every Sunday. At least today you can tick that box. Yeah, at least we can say one. Because John Maxwell says this. He says, the secret to your success lies in your daily agenda. Success is not an event. Success is a destination. You go there. Success is a journey. You don't just become successful. I blew it. And lose it. Because they never learned the discipline of walking from nothing to plenty. It's better to grow into your success. This is what God told me years ago. He said, Musa, if you grow into your success, you will be able to sustain it. Yeah. Yeah. So we grew from a classroom of 35 people. Now we have several churches, 62 churches, and a church like this, and we continue growing. Because this was not imparted to us. This wasn't just given to us. This was not an inheritance. We grew into it. We had to struggle through the small days. We had to learn lessons. And I found out, Bazalana, the lessons in your early days are the most important thing, Batum. You learn in the early days when you don't have enough resources how to make the resources stretch. You learn when people abandon you not to depend on people but to depend on God. You learn when you lose everything to still start again from scratch and not feel too sorry for yourself. You learn. You learn. You learn. So those early days lessons, I will never exchange them for anything in the world. I will never exchange our experience in the classroom for anything in the world. I'll never exchange my experience in a room when I first got married in my first year. I will never exchange that experience. For anything, I'll never exchange the experience. I never will. I'll never exchange the experience of being a preacher for three years without earning a salary. I will never do that. And still being sustained by God. Yeah. 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 So you got to Bazalan. You got to make sure you break down your implementation into small steps. What is it that you're doing every day to move you forward? What is it that you're doing every week to move you forward? Every month to move you forward? 
George Hines says, a day will never be any more than what you make of it. Practice being a doer. Always try to plan your day, your week, and your month in advance. Each day, a night before, plan your day. Each week, a week before, plan your week. Each month, a month before, plan your month. Don't just uvelenge. And this is why some of us, some people, are always available. You know that some people, it doesn't matter any time or about any time, general. I've never understood people like that. It's like you don't have a plan for the day. Your plan, I was telling, I was telling one young person, I said, you see, like this, your plan, you are other people's plan. You always are fulfilling other people's dreams. Because we're not always They've moved forward when over Kapi. How many of you are sitting next to Mukapi right now? Mukapi. Huh? Hmm? D, take risks. In other words, never allow fear to stop you from following your vision. Pastor every vision, I'm telling you, every step is fearsome. Oh. I'm telling you, it's not easy. When we said we're going to build a church, I remember uh, it was, uh, what newspaper was it? City Press that published our story. They had a big article. You know this center was where the, the middle page, where they, it's on two sides of the, what you call, I still have that article. They say, church, pastor believes they're going to build a church and they showed the drawing. It's up until I read it in this city press. Ha, ikana, ha. My heart. <laughs> hey! And because the cat was out of the bag, you must deliver, comrade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when we came here and you did the sword turning, when we were doing all the preparations and they were drilling the holes and coming here, my heart. And then when they tell you, oh, no, it's going to cost you three million just to do the piling. Three million. We only have 18 million, so we'll only have 15 million to go. And then they start constructing, and then three quarter away, but no, they should take a five million. Kill it, Tolakai. Five million, we're not going to go so well. Kill it, The banks wouldn't give us money. Huh? They didn't want to give us money. All the banks we had banked with, all of them said no. All of you banks, God bless you. <laughs> One particular bank where it invested millions with that bank. All of a sudden, we are a risk. Only found out later how this place was redlined. That's why redlining. It means banks are not willing to invest in that area. This area. That's why I was surprised about Agama Ponyamol. bank. How did you finance that one, Manarun? Now we're just across the road. I mean, really. Like I said, draw a line, elevate you guys. But it was after this project that all of a sudden banks are financing. When I saw some buildings coming, you hypocrites, you. Don't take it personal if you're working for a bank. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about your bank. You know the fear that comes in when financing is not coming? You know, you know what five million can do to your heart? Hmm? Do you know what five million? My five million. 
And they told me, you've got to have this in the next two weeks. Yeah, we had already signed contracts or otherwise penalties that apply. We had... But God makes a way where there's no way. I said, God will make a way for you where there's no way. Dare to dream big, dare to take risk. God will make a way where there's no way. Take spirit-led, spirit-directed, calculated risks. Don't just risk. Take a risk that you know it's God who's leading me in it. And don't allow fear to stop you. Take those risks. Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.6, this is why I remind you, Timothy, to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. For God hasn't given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but a spirit of power, a spirit of love, a spirit of self-discipline. What is he saying? Timothy, use your gifts. Timothy, the world is waiting for you to actualize your vision. Timothy, move forward. Don't allow fear to hold you back. Timothy, I laid hands on you. God imparted a gift on you. Exercise your gift, Timothy. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, Timothy. Get up, Timothy, and do something. I'm talking to Timothy in this house, Timothy. Get up. Get up, Timothy. Put it to practice. God has imparted on you. God has given you that vision. God has breathed that vision. God has given you those goals. God has given you that mission. Timothy, please. Don't allow fear to hold you back. I often say when I talk to young people, you know, you have to forgive us young people. Some of us, in terms of understanding work, our, our way was a structured work. We, we, we grew up in the era where it's but I'm really intrigued by seeing young entrepreneurs. I read the story of a lady yesterday. This lady, she started a very interesting company. She buys off the, the equipment from some companies that's not, that you know, has been used. It's still in good condition. But this, that equipment is still in a good condition. It's, it can be used again. But then she's created this company whereby she buys that equipment, puts it on her website, and people can buy. And because she has gone onto, you know, uh, uh, social media and she's using email and, and all of that, people can access the equipment from all around the world. She is the MD of that company. I think she must be about 20 years old or 30 years old. It's a young lady. I was watching her and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who would have thought in our time you can be employed like Runa Hausa Kashiwake But there's all kinds of jobs that people are creating that are unconventional. I want to challenge you, young people. Go the unconventional route. Think out of the box. And don't be afraid to start something that others didn't start. Do it. If God is breathing in your heart, do it. Don't sit there You've got brains. You've got God on your side. You know, and I've been reading, and maybe one day I'll, I'll come up and just do that. I've been reading all these stories about these unconventional businesses. People are making money out there. 
lots of money. And some, sometimes it's not even related to their qualification. They qualified as this, Marause better as this. Oh my goodness. May God impart that wisdom to you. Ah, you are missing it. I said, may God impart that wisdom. You are also missing it. I said, may God impart that wisdom to you. May God impart that wisdom to you. Wisdom to you. Wisdom to you. Can I hear an amen? In the fire, may God impart that wisdom. In the dome, God impart that wisdom. In the overflow hall, you tell God impart that wisdom. Can I hear a good amen? Yeah. But take risks. Yeah, that's the way to do it. God impart that wisdom to you. May it be yours. God give you the brains and the wisdom to do what's unconventional. There's a lot of money out there. Pastor Anna, it's amazing to me that even in poor countries, there are people who are making it. I'm telling you. Who are not cheating. They're not connected to the who's who's. They've just found a way to make it. And I think with the way our world is going now, and the, the, the availability of things in the digital space. I mean, but Anna, think about it. It might not even in the digital space. What about uh, 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 where we use uh, uh, the sun for electricity? Solar energy. Do you know, Basalana, the amount of money that's available for, solar, for providing solar energy in South Africa? Do you know you can start a company just for that? I was talking to a guy in Ghana three years ago, who was actually in contact with a company in Germany. He was importing s- s- the solar systems. And he even said, if you want it, I can bring it to your churches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lots of money out there. But people are afraid. Tell your neighbor, God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. <laughs> number number, number f- e, e, anticipate obstacles along your way. And come with ways of dealing with them. Know that you're going to have obstacles. I don't ever remember any time in our church when we didn't have some challenge somewhere in our church. I don't remember. Just that I didn't come and tell you. As you know, Bazalana, we have transitioned in terms of people who serve in the church. And let me say, Bazalana, we had great instrumentalists who were serving here. But you know, some of them, because they are session musicians, they needed to be paid. And nothing wrong with that. And I must say that they've served us very well. But I just realized, Hore, not just, but I've always been aware that, you know, our church is growing. And we have many churches now. If we're going to start paying instrumentalists, it's not sustainable, comrades. Not only that. Not only that, in our church, we survive through volunteerism. That's, that's the DNA of Grace Bible Church, volunteers. Now, to me, there's no difference between a musician and a parking attendant. There's no difference. They're all volunteers. They're all volunteers. It just so happens this one's volunteer and you see them on stage. But it, it doesn't mean they are more important than anybody. We have people in our church who are here early in the morning, late at night. We have all kinds of departments. Just for your information, as we speak, we have a medical doctor on duty. As I speak now, usually we have more than one medical doctor on duty for EMS. Yeah, EMS. 
Emergency medical services when people faint and get injured. And those doc- these are qualified doctors. I said Bombay. No, no. These are medical doctors. You can, can show you. They don't charge us. They don't charge us. They serve here for free. They don't charge. And you know doctors charge, right? They don't charge. But I'm going to ride through. We have people in the parking attendance. Think about it. Just when you came in, there are those young people at the, at, at the entrance who show you to come in. They're out in the elements when it rains, when it's hot. They're out there. They're looking after your cars in the parking lot. We don't pay them. We don't pay them. We don't. There's ushers who usher. There's people who clean here. We have, the, we have the guys on the cameras. We don't pay these guys. These guys, where is it? I saw one of them the other day. I, I see. Uh, Baba, how are you? But, uh, but many of these guys, Bazarana, work for established news agencies. They're professional people. I saw one of them the other day at one event. You know, he was wearing a jacket. He's an actual qualified journalist. I didn't know. How come I got a half? He comes and does our cameras here. All these young people, they do it. Look, that jeep, this, this equipment, this is one of the most difficult things to, to, to manage, Bazalana. This, you have to be qualified to do this. Kiyom Lungisi, he's working for uh, News Africa. Kiyo. Mara, here he's volunteering. It's Mahala, this young man. Oh. Oh. So I, I said, come music. I said, no, we're going to have volunteers. So it meant that we have to start. And these young people have volunteered. I mean, we're not paying them. And those young people there, Kiba Bazalan. Yeah, here's Tapelo. He's, uh, his father is leading one of our churches, Komukupan. Here he is. He was serving Komukupan. So when we changed things, written, I, I, I recalled him. I said, come back. I'm redeploying. Come and play here for free. And said, Kima, all these young people, God give you good wives, guys. Yes. Impartation and blessing. But let me tell you, Basalam, watch my words, mark my words. You'll see these young people. Watch them 10 years, 20 years from now. I've never seen. These are our first group, people who served in the music group. Served for years. Okay, okay, Cornelius. Cornelius is Brackenest. Brackenest, eh? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But many people who have served. Now, there comes a time, you know, the head was, okay, he's the head of the, of the people by, 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 by parking. You know, he's the one by, by, by security, the parking. And he's a, he's, a, he's a professional in his right. Finance person. Highly qualified. We don't give him a cent. Not one cent. We, we just put our hands on his head and bless him. Hey! So, now, here's the story, Basar. I said, from now on, we're not going to pay anybody. Now, so it meant now, when it comes to music, we have to start building from scratch. Are you listening to me, what I'm saying? But now we must also start capacitating our other churches. Because with us paying here, now our other branches were starting to demand everybody, and I said, no. See, some of you, you lack the courage. Some of you, 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 are, you, are, you are too scared. I don't know. Look, the, here's the principle. We work at the volunteers called grace. People must serve God for free. 
free, 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 free. Yeah. Because like I said, like I've said, Bazalon, if we were to charge you what we are worth, you couldn't afford us. Last week in Jacob Prayer, we can say I was on leave. I was supposed to be on leave. But I had to spend hours in preparation, hours in prayer. I had to come here and preach, pray for you, lay hands on you. Afterwards, talk to some of you after the church. Oh, even what I'm earning, it doesn't reach what, I, what we do. So I volunteer. There's a lot more volunteerism that we do than what we are paid for. Everybody volunteers here. But we are doing it for the glory of God. Give God a big hand, somebody. Yeah. So the point I'm raising is, don't think when you see this church work, we haven't had obstacles. We always have obstacles. Any vision will have obstacles. Listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 16, 9. He says, for a wide door of opportunity for effectual service has opened to me there a great and promising one, and there are many adversaries. It's a promising door. It's a great door. Mara, it goes with many adversaries. Yeah. Your vision is promising. Things are looking good. It's working, but just know it's a melanale adversaries. So don't be afraid of adversaries. Adversaries can never put you down. If nothing else, adversaries will take you to higher highs. Can I hear an amen? Be like the eagle. The eagle is not afraid of opposing winds. When opposing winds come in the direction of the eagle, the eagle runs towards the opposing wind and it opens its wings and it begins to glide on the opposing winds and it uses the opposing winds to take it higher and to fly higher. May you take all the opposition and the cynicism and the criticism and the hatred and all the evil planning. May you take that to take you higher. I see you going higher in the name of Jesus. Higher, higher. Succeed when your friends say you want. Succeed when your family tells you you want. Succeed when your teacher tells you you are dumb and you'll never amount to anything. Use the opposing winds to fly higher. Can I hear an amen? Yeah. Every vision will have opposition. And in conclusion, finally, budget your resources. Exercise your faith. Pray for your vision and have bold obedience. Budget your faith. Budget your resources. Exercise your faith. Pray for your vision and have bold obedience. I tell you, vision wants boldness. <laughs> you, you have to be bold. I tell you, Bazalan, yeah, you have to be bold. Oh. Oh, you have to be bold. Bold to dream. Bold to follow God. Bold to take steps that others are not taking. Sometimes you'll be all alone. Sometimes people will walk away from you. <laughs> Sometimes you will experience momentary disruptions where everything just falls apart. But you have to pick up the pieces. And go. I've never spoken to any business person, any pastor, anybody who's ever tried anything who doesn't know the same story. There are days when things are bad. But my goodness, you know what I've learned? It's not so much what happens to you, 
It's what happens in you that matters. Yeah. You see, when things fall apart, like when David, when his men were accusing him because of what was happening, and they're saying, it's you, it's your fault. David pulled away from it all. And David encouraged himself in the Lord. It's not what they do to you. It's what happens in you. After people discount you and walk away and talk about you and hang you out there, let them say whatever. Let them post it on the tweets. Let them have it on social media. Let them write articles about you. It's not about what they say. It's not, what, it's not about what someone who interviewed you said. Some people really dislike you. And I was listening to one of them this week on one radio that had an interview with us years ago. And this guy was very hostile. This close to insulting you. Very hostile. When I was listening to them and I was thinking, poof. Hey, some people can be hostile, man. They don't even know you. They don't know who you are. They don't have your values, but they think by observing you, they have become a specialist of who you are. Some of you, you allow people to do that to you. Nah. It's not what happens to you. It's after they have done that, what happens in you? You know what happens in you? You must rise by the power of God. And say, if God be for me, who can be against me? Yeah, you must rise. Even if you've had a failure, pick yourself up, dust yourself. Yeah, the Lord will raise you up, my goodness. Because remember, at the end, Bazalon, this is what I found funny with history. We erect monuments to people we disagreed with the most. In history, you find there are many people whose statues have been erected who were disliked by their generation. They were so far ahead in their thinking that the generation they were in couldn't understand them. And they described them with all kinds of descriptions. It's only after they're gone that they realize, ha, khanti. They will say, ha, khanti kawena. But don't allow what they do to you to strangle you. Give the Lord a big hand of praise as we praise. Come on, if that's your portion, give the Lord a big hand of praise. Come on, give the Lord a big hand of praise, somebody. Our heads bowed, please, our eyes closed. Some of you today, your bold decision could be to receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of your life. You are here. You've listened to God's word. God's word has challenged you. And as you've been listening to God's word, you've thought about your life. It could be that maybe when it comes to the goals, spiritual goals, one of your goals this year is to get right with God. When you look at your life, it might not be pleasing. But you want to make things right with God. You want to invite Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Savior and the Lord of your life. To make you a child of God. Our heads bowed, our eyes closed right where you are. You say, please, I want to give my life to Christ. I'm not living in a way that's pleasing to God. Would you please pray for me? I want to pray for you. Would you raise your hand, please, right where you are, if you need the prayer? Just raise it up. Thank you for those hands. Raise it high. Thank you. All over the place, raise it high. That's right. That's the way. You see, when we take a step, that's when God can do something. It doesn't help for us to just have it in our hearts and never take a step. I'm inviting you. 
to raise your hand right now as a sign that you are saying, yes, Lord, I want my life to change. Those of you who raised your hands, would you please stand on your feet right where you are? I want to pray with you, please. You can put your hands down. Just stand on your feet. Give them a big hand. Thank you all. Thank you all. Even in the foyer, that's right, in the dome. Those of you in the overflow hall, even in Khashiso, stand on your feet. All right. This is what I want to ask you. I want to pray with you. I talked about boldness. I'm going to ask you to take a bold step. You are boldly and unashamedly saying, God, I give my life to you. I want to see my life go in a different direction. I want to pray for you. So I'm going to invite you to come from where you're standing. Take all your belongings, please. Don't leave your belongings behind. And just walk all the way to the front so that we can pray together. Come right now. Let's walk. 